Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? When are you guys going to learn? The more you indict, the more we unite. Facts. It's Trump 2024. We don't care. You heard me? We already made our mind up. You already know when the hood got your back. Man, they deep in the hood. Gangsters. Talking about Trump 2024, you heard me? Woo woo! Wah! Gangsters! The hood got this man back. I'm just trying to tell you. You heard me? And we ain't, we ain't stupid, man. American people, man. We ain't, we ain't all them talking about lockdowns and back when the mask and all that. You know, they got a new virus coming and it's gonna be, man, nobody don't care. Ain't fooling nobody no more with none of that. You know, new jack, man, nobody. Nobody being fooled no more. We all the way up. You heard me? It's Trump 2024. That's what it's going to be because we ain't having nothing else. From sea to shining sea. Three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. It's gonna have to. It's gonna have to come out, ladies and gentlemen. Whether it comes out here, whether it comes out on ABC News, however it comes out, it has to come out, and it be has to become mainstream knowledge. Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio Program, you guys. Anthony Fauci is a dirtbag. Anthony Fauci got rich, while many of you got sick. Anthony Fauci got rich, while many of you know people who died. Anthony Fauci got rich while many people have been suffering because of adverse events from the vaccine. Vaccines. And we can't cover it up anymore, friends. And I plan not to. And if you don't believe what I'm saying to you, go to your search engine and type in Fauci Montana. That's it. And you'll get your own answers. You can do your due diligence so you can make the best decisions for you and your family. Here's the headline revealed Anthony Fauci run lab in Montana experimented with coronavirus strain shipped in from Wuhan a year before COVID pandemic began. Can we all agree that pharmaceuticals are a huge money laundering operation? If we can make you sick. We can also race to the rescue like the firefighter arsonist. And we can give you the alleged antidote, which, by the way, is very valuable, very expensive. People are going to have to pay for it. Government, I'll pay for it. U.S. taxpayer money was used to experiment with coronaviruses from the Chinese lab thought to be the source of the COVID pandemic more than one year before the global outbreak, an investigation has found the National Institutes of Health under Dr. Anthony Fauci's quote unquote leadership infected 12 Egyptian fruit bats with a SARS like virus called WIV1. Sort of like Wuhan Institute of Virology 1 at a lab in Montana in 2018. The 
WIV1 coronavirus was shipped from the Wuhan lab where the FBI believes caused the COVID pandemic and was tested on bats acquired from a roadside Maryland zoo. You can't make this up. This section of Masterpiece Theater is totally ridiculous. This is how lackadaisical, how nonchalant fiddling with Frankensteinian experiments has become in the highest echelons of suck in our government. The research revealed this week by a campaign group determined the novel virus could not cause a, quote, robust infection. It's kind of like they were trying to find one. How are we going to make something that's really, really bad for people? We're going to test it on these bats, these fruit bats, not any fruit bats. We're going to go to some weird Maryland zoo on the side of the road, which has been cited numerous times for, for treating animals like garbage. Super close to Camp David, by the way. This is just perfect. This is lining up magnificently, right? The only person missing is Barack Obama's chef. But the research is more evidence of ties between the U.S. government and the Wuhan lab, as well as the funding of dangerous virus research all across the globe. What was it again that Vladimir Putin said, Brock, that's so weird that was the predicate before they invaded Ukraine? Because they had something that was very specific that they were upset about. Putin was the bio labs. Bio labs. Oh, my God. There are no bio labs. I don't know what you're talking about. No bio labs. And what's her face? What was that? Victoria Newland? She said the truth out loud. She didn't get the memo. Look, lady, lie. <laughs> lie. She was like, we have bio labs and they're all over the place. We have them in Ukraine. Oh, no. Bio labs. Bio labs funded by. Wait, who? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's right. The Department of Defense. Wait, what? Whose, whose money was contracted by, wait, 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 I'm going to, let me, Metabiota? Is that the company that, that Hunter Biden and his slimy people were all involved in? It's so weird how these people are connecting. Okay, but I digress. Let's get back to the Fauci stuff. <clears throat> Dangerous research all across the globe. What kind are you talking about? Well, this paper... SARS-like coronavirus WIV-1-CoV does not replicate in Egyptian fruit bats was published in the journal Viruses in 2018. The study was first flagged by a group called Drastic. This is a group of internet activists who investigate the origins of COVID-19 and the lab leak theory. You know, you're not allowed to do that because you'll get put in Facebook jail and all that stuff. They have some deeper resources than we do. The group White Coat Waste Project is now using the Freedom of Information Act, the new source of information because nobody answers questions anymore. If Fauci's allowed to lie on the stand to Rand Paul multiple times, Senator, you do not know what you're talking about. We do not fund gain-of-function research. I told you about this two years ago. I had a BS board flow chart that would have made Kamala Harris cackle. And it showed you everything, right? Ralph Barrick, Chapel Hill, EcoHealth Alliance, Peter Daszak, bat viruses. We got 16,000 bat virus samples in the freezer in China, he said. 
But I'm sure none of this is connected to a global pandemic that had to do with a bat virus. In 2018, experiment was carried out at the NIH. This is an experiment to tinker with these bats, right? Was carried out at the NIH's Rocky Mountain Laboratories in Montana, which was overseen by Fauci. Wait a minute. Wasn't over Montana where we had a spy balloon? Spy balloon? Oh, I'm sure it's just some joy riders out there at 60,000 feet. Oh, there's nothing to look at, right? Okay. Overseen by Fauci at the Rocky Mountain Laboratories in Montana, former director of the NIH, NIAID. The research was a joint venture between the NIH's Rocky Mountain Laboratories and Wuhan Institute of Virology collaborator Ralph Barrick of the University of North Carolina. What? Scientists obtained 12 Egyptian fruit bats from a Maryland zoo and inoculated them with the WIV-1 coronavirus, which was first detected in Chinese horseshoe bats. They performed exams on the animals daily. They measured things like body weight and temperature. Scientists also took samples from the bats' noses and throats. On day 3, 7, and 28, four of the bats were euthanized. Their hearts, liver, kidney, spleen, bladder, reproductive organs, eyes, and brain all collected for analysis. Scientists also analyzed white blood cell count and antibodies. So weird. Researchers determined that the WIV-1 coronavirus did not cause, quote, a robust infection and observed very little evidence of virus replication. It was a trial run, except it wasn't dangerous enough. It didn't freaking spread. It didn't kill them. Ew. The bats had been sent from a, quote, roadside Maryland zoo to the Montana facility allegedly by the zoo's curator and director of animal health, who had previously worked at the in-house animal testing labs at the NIH from 2003 to 2012. Okay. Do you think this guy, who had previously worked with the NIH, who was keeping some skanky, nasty museum-like zoo of animals near Camp David in Maryland, do you think he had anything to do with those... Those cute little beagle puppies that Fauci funded the research for, where they took out the vocal cords and strapped them down on a table and, and put netting over their faces and allowed bugs to eat them alive. Do you think he was part of that? I'm going to go with probably. Ew. Lesson located in Thurmont, Maryland, less than 15 minutes from Camp David, this wildlife preserve of suck has a history of animal welfare violations and was fined $12,000 in 2012 for poor and dangerous animal housing and adequate animal care. Researchers and records show that the preserve can find 523 federally regulated animals as of this past April, including 241 bats, of which 41 were Egyptian fruit bats. Now look. There's an awful lot of dots out there that are lining up that we're told don't connect. You're being a conspiracy theorist. It came from a wet market. We have the emails that show that Fauci tried to muscle all of these researchers into signing a paper to debunk the Great Barrington Declaration, which is a common sense calming mechanism that would have said, hey, use your best judgment. If you're sick or old, stay away from people. If not... Wash your hands. 
make good decisions. Do you see it? It's so clear. And we're going to keep going here. As I also drop something on you at the bottom of this half hour. Oopsies. New Jersey's governor really loves Taylor Swift. What? Wait for it. Coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You guys remember back in February of 2022, we talked about it incredulously on this show. This is my state. There was some truck that crashed and all these crates of monkeys spilled out onto the road. A hundred monkeys. Think about it. Right? A hundred monkeys. And they told us like a day later, they're like, well, we got all the monkeys back. Please. You got all the monkeys back? Why is a truck carrying a hundred monkeys? Because you're up to nasty, no good, filthy scumbag stuff. Brock, I know you wanted to hit it. It, it sounds like a joke. Why was the, right. the tractor trailer right, right. full of monkeys? Right. Why did it crash? It's so preposterous. It is absolutely ridiculous. And there's one takeaway line on this story I want to give you before we move on. In a statement from the president and the founder of the White Coat Waste Project, this guy says, our investigation has uncovered the real-life horror story of how a shady roadside zoo whose curator was an NIH animal experimenter shipped off bats to a deadly government virus lab overseen by Dr. Fauci to be infected with a coronavirus obtained directly from the Wuhan lab that experts believe caused COVID. Other than that, I'm sure there's no connection. This is where we are. And your mainstream media, crickets. Crickets. Oh, Phil Murphy, I'm sorry, dude. I didn't know he was a Swifty. Did you hear this? Democratic governor drops $12,000 in taxpayer funds to pay for a Taylor Swift concert? What? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I think this is hilarious. After Brock and I had to listen to Taylor Swift last night uh, with our kids and trick-or-treating. Yes, thank you very much. Apparently... New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy is an avid Swifty. According to a recent report, he is such an ardent fan of pop singer Taylor Swift. Murphy was willing to spend over $10,000 in taxpayer funds for a party at one of her concerts. The The revelation has elicited criticism and scrutiny, not just because of his questionable taste in music. <laughs> But because New Jersey residents footed the bill so that Murphy and his friends could rock out to shake it off. Use his taxpayer-funded expense account for nearly $12,000 worth of food and drinks at MetLife Stadium. How many people do you have to be hosting for $10,000? What's that, 20, 30, 40 people? This is including at a Taylor Swift concert and a hip-hop music festival, according to public records obtained by Politico. Of all places. Now, after being questioned about the justifications for the costs, the governor's office says it's asking the state Democratic Party to reimburse taxpayers for the entertainment. Come on, man. By way of I'm sure there's a I'm sure there was an easy explanation here. This is just a misunderstanding. No, 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 no. I'm sure. Let's see what he's going to say. Murphy's office indicated that the Democratic State Committee was originally supposed to cover the stadium costs, but failed to do so. Why would the Democratic State Committee 
originally be supposed to cover the costs. Well, they supposedly placed Murphy in a position in which he paid the bill using a $95,000 per year expense account. That is a sweet slush fund. However, there could be yet another issue with Murphy using this account to pay for a Taylor Swift concert. (laughs) Budget language says the governor's expense account is for, quote, official receptions, official residence, and other official expenses. The expense account is barred from being used for, quote, personal purposes, and it cannot supplement the governor's annual $175,000 salary. According to the records, Murphy's office used the account for other questionable expenses, including $936 at another Taylor Swift concert in 2018. He's He's a super fan. He's hardcore. And $2,856 for a USA versus Mexico soccer match in 2019. (laughs) Come on. These are the people who want to know If you go on Craigslist and you buy a washing machine for $604 and you Venmo somebody that money, these are the same idiots who want 87,000 new IRS agents who are carrying to come sniff up your skirt and see what you bought. Do you think he was making bracelets, (laughs) Swifty bracelets? He's in the vote Democrat. He's in the parking lot handing out like pens and whatnot. There you go. That could be the next button. That the could political be political button. It's going to be a political Swifty, right? And it's pro- he's probably one of the guys who says button instead of button. It's a personal pet peeve of mine. Thank you very much. I'll be here all week. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you get two sides of everything. Pay your bills. Do what's right. Tell the truth. Show up. You're a racist, homophobe, hater. We, we're going to get rid of you. Be a lefty. Be a swifty. Ah, whatever. Just don't buy any monkeys. All right, don't go anywhere. When we come back, people are pushing back, friends. The fighting back. It's happening. It's delicious. Things to give you hope. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back, my friends. You are dialed into the Wendy Bell Radio program. Hey, we really want to thank those of you who've gotten our podcast, Wendy Bell Radio, wherever you get your favorite listening material. Go there and give us a follow, a share, download us. We are a million and a half downloads strong. That is giant. For grassroots, you guys are awesome, and we're so delighted to have you part of the team here. It's easy to to look at all of these crazy stories. And to be disappointed in every single one of them. And you're right to do that. I feel the same way. And if you paid attention to yesterday's show, it's obvious. I cannot lie. It's, it's clear on my face. Uh, we are televising this show. And it's live streamed. So you sit here every day and you have a front row seat at how I feel about these things. Because it's how you feel too. You know, we just got a headline here. Brock just sent it to me. Pittsburgh Public Schools, okay, we live in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Public Schools approve measure to instruct teachers on white supremacy in math class. Now, who's the adult in the room who's going to stand up and say to the all-Democrat school whatever board of suck, knock it off. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not paying one more of your stupid taxes. I'm I'm not doing any of it. Our roads are filthy and crumbling. 
I'm going through a house construction project right now. You want to know how that's going when you're dealing with the city and all of the licensing and all of these permits that you have to get? You want to talk about a vortex of dysfunction that's purposeful to make you spin your wheels and for things to take forever? And now they're going to say, we need to talk about white supremacy and math. Look, learning how to do math doesn't make you white. Not being able to do it well doesn't make you black. You're presuming that there's some kind of an inherent bias about it. And it's all stupid. It's stupid and there must be an adult in the room to stand up and say, you know what? You people suck. This is a reason why people are pulling their kids out. They're scraping whatever they can together. I'm going to send my kid to a parochial school where they have a fighting shot. I'll homeschool. Not everybody can do that. Charter school, what have you. This is the situation in blue cities. You continue voting in the same lousy people. You'll scratch your head and say, it's so weird. I, I don't know why my high school senior can't read or doesn't understand what long division is, let alone geometry. But there are stories of pushback. And that's what this is really all about. And I wanted I wanted to read you a couple of these because in moments that are critical, there are people rising up. They just don't make all the headlines. They don't make the splashes. Carjackers make a deadly mistake when they try to steal an armed citizen's car. This is how cavalier, how blatant, how nonchalant, thieving, marauding gangs of, of thugs terrorizing people on the street. This is how just cavalier they are. They just presume, I'm going to come up to your car. I'm going to have a face mask on. And you're just going to summarily get out and I'm going to take your car until somebody pulls the trigger. In a harrowing turn of events, an attempted car theft ended with one assailant dead, the other facing multiple criminal charges, including second-degree murder. The incident occurred when the two assailants made the mistake of trying to carjack an armed citizen who decided he would rather hold on to his vehicle. The encounter took place October 28th in the parking lot of Hot Shots Bar and Grill in Webster Groves, Missouri. I know it well. Lived not far from there. Suburb of St. Louis. What started as one thing quickly turned into much more once police arrived, according to Lieutenant Jillian McCoy. We did receive a call for service. Call actually came out as an attempted stolen auto. Upon arrival, officers immediately located a victim lying on the ground, she said. A man told police he was sitting in his car. He heard glass breaking. McCoy said when the man got out of his car, he saw two men wearing black ski masks running towards him. Quote, when you have two individuals who have black ski masks and they're coming at you at a high rate of speed after committing several felonies... Any normal person in their right mind would fear for their life, she said. And that is why the man fired his gun and killed 19-year-old Javian Bibby. His accused accomplice, 18-year-old Ronnie Jewett, then picked up Bibby's gun and raised it up at the victim, McCoy said. How dumb are you, son? Anybody knows better. Sorry. Hands up. The victim then shot several rounds toward the area where Jewett was, missed. Jewett ran towards the Afton, Afton area where police found him quickly after. Now, here's the brilliant part of this. 
the guy who pulled the trigger because he was fearing for his life and fired in self-defense, is not facing charges here. You know who is? The guy who's the accomplice of the dead guy who ran away. Prosecution charging him with second-degree felony murder, armed criminal action, attempted stealing of a vehicle, and tampering with physical evidence. His bond has been set at a million cash. Why is this so noteworthy? Well, under Missouri law, a person can be charged with murder if death occurs during the commission of a crime to which they are an accomplice. The armed citizen, not charged. Law enforcement concluded he acted in self-defense after investigating the matter. Another interesting part of the story, it's revealed that a widespread organized auto theft crime ring across the St. Louis area. What? Both of the assailants were part of the crime ring and were known to be dangerous individuals. Yet again, another important underlining of why it's so important that we have the Second Amendment and that people who don't want to be beaten up, stolen or murdered by thugs have the tools to defend themselves. Now, in a completely different storyline, but same sort of vein, how's this for standing up and pushing back? Riley Gaines is somewhere listening to this and she is smiling. Headline from Breitbart.com. Jiu-Jitsu Association changes its policy after female grapplers quit over having to face trans opponents. <sighs> finally, finally, somebody's doing it. Here's your story. After much criticism, the North American Grappling Association has quickly changed its rules and will now require male-born athletes to complete, compete in the men's division. Why is this so complicated? What about this is so out there, right? So wait a minute. You're a dude and you're going to tell us that today you think you're a girl. And so you're going to compete and smoke all the girls because you weigh 60 pounds more than they. Oh, that's right. And your pelvis structure and your bone structure and the body mass. and You know, the testosterone, all that crazy biology stuff that our Supreme Court Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson, it eludes her. But we remember, oh, that makes it unfair. Hmm. Amazing. Change came on the tale of reports that female born contestants were abandoning a Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament because they were being forced to fight against a growing number of dudes. After we report last week that women were beginning to refuse to compete after transgender opponents, Naga took swift action and responded to their competitors' complaints with a new policy. Look, I don't understand what it is that makes it so hard for people without pushback to be like, um, this is a really stupid idea. Sort of like the $50,000 that we're spending here in the Pittsburgh public school system to teach math teachers about white supremacy. What? Who's the person who's going to step forward and do and say, you do that and I'm pulling out my kids. Can you imagine if I'd done that? I have five. I'm pulling out my kids right there. If they were public school students, that would cost the Pittsburgh public school, school district $150,000. Because that's the value of each person who sits in a chair in the public schools. Somebody finally did that. Women. Jiu-jitsu. What? 
NAGA told members that as of October 28th, its new policy maintains that transgender female competitors will be required to compete in the men's category where they might get their clocks cleaned. I don't care. It's new rules for the division of cisgender females. Please, cis. I can punch you. Now excludes male-born trans athletes. Quote, we will have divisions for only cisgender females. Transgender females will not be entered into those divisions. I wonder why this happened. You know why it happened? Because some woman... Female competitor Taylor Moore posted about how surprised she was to be forced to fight against a male-born opponent without being told ahead of time. That'd be a kind of big thing to clue yourself into, right? I know you're 145 pounds. This dude who's 220, though, he wears a skirt and he promises us that that Adam's apple, it's going away soon. It should be fine. There's nothing that's going to happen here. These people said, screw you. I'm done. And she took video showing her opponent, James McPike, 29-year-old, who just recently started going by the name Alice, seemed to throw more around pretty easily. Several other female competitors have also since spoken out against Naga's rules, allowing men to compete in the women's category. They forced this organization to do the same logical thing. Until there's pushback, they will continue to see how far they can go. How inconvenient can they make the world for all of us so that the very few get the extra? Because it's not about equal, my friends. It's not about equal rights. It's not about inclusion. It's not about making up for things in the past that were terrible. It's about extra. I want to be your victim today. You do everything I ask. Where's the adult in the room? Period. All right, Lib of the Week. One of our favorite parts of the show. Keeping with the school theme. Hopefully this dude isn't anywhere near your children. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. This very intriguing time we're in where we're having a lot of people like billionaire and millionaire donors to these colleges and universities who are surprised in a capacity. Surprised by the hate, by the rhetoric, by the anti-Semitism, by the malignancy on campuses. This is all part of the play, of course. We're going to fail you. We're not going to teach you what you need to know in school. We, the teachers, are more interested in our own politics and our own ideology, which we will sprinkle all over you and hope that it sticks and it contaminates you and it sticks with you for a while. As you limp forward in the grades and you are no better prepared for graduation, we're going to say, well, eh, send them to college. Well, they can't go to college because none of these people can pass standardized tests. We'll just say that standardized tests are racist. Showing your math is racist. Knowing how to communicate and read must be racist, too. This has been going on for decades. It's, it's nothing new, of course. But we have to be very frightened by some of these people on the school boards. 
I want you to hear our Lib of the Week. If you're new to the program, every week on Wednesday, we choose someone who clearly encapsulates, who embodies the true spirit of unhinged liberalism, which is toxic. And sadly, I don't think it's treatable. But it infects all of us and makes everybody angry. When was the last time you saw a real happy liberal? Were they smiling? No. There's a reason for that. So, without further ado, let's hear about a little jingle. Time now for the Wendy Bell Radio Programs. So love me, love me, love me. I'm a liberal. Liberal of the week. Ah, this should be very familiar for all of you out there, you lefties, you socialists, progressive Marxist communists. Glad to have you along. Welcome to the show. Here is a school board candidate <laughs> in Minnetonka, Minnesota. His name is Dan Olson. He sounds like a lovely father. And he, he wants definitely to be a part of the school board. Now, he's not worried about the test scores. He's not worried about uh, literacy, not worried about math or any of the basic things that most of us learn while we're in school. He has a very different view of what schools should be. And if you just vote for him, Minnetonka, Minnesota, he can go in and he can start realizing his wildest dreams. Go. And when my wife and I were looking at schools and everything, where we wanted to move, we wanted a place that was affordable and we wanted a place where we knew they could grow up to be whoever they grew up to be, whoever they loved. And that's why we're in Minnesota, because we knew that whoever our boys would grow up to be, they were growing up in a safe space. And we need to make sure that that happens in our buildings as well. Um, I don't think we can ignore our kids' feelings and just focus on the task at hand. I don't think we can just put our heads down and pretend the world is all about academics when our kids are wrestling with real issues about uh, mental health tied to the changes that they're going through in puberty and who they might be attracted to. We need to ensure that our schools are safe places where our kids can identify allies that they can talk to if they're having a tough time, have conversations they may not be able to have at home, have safe spaces where they can be themselves and know that they're accepted and truly belong. Wow. Do you guys want to tell Dan Olson that he's a freak or should I? Because I will. Dan, you're a freak. See, school isn't about being a safe space necessarily. Because if they were, we wouldn't have an open border where we'd be bringing in people from all over the planet who inherently make us unsafe. What you're asking for, Dan, is to be part of this system by which teachers and administrators can kind of snuggle up to kids and, come on, you can talk to me. Your parents are so out of date. I know, it's so hard. I remember. I was there too once. They're just... Just come in my office. I'm just going to close the door. You're creepy, right? I know. I just creeped me out. Dan, you're creepy. We don't have to talk about puberty in school. Puberty is what it is. It's always been terrible. Duh. It's the ugliest years of your life. Sixth through eighth grade. Terrible. But if you're really thinking that in elementary school, you're going to be talking to kids about who they love. My youngest sons are almost 16 years old. They would way rather be outside playing football in the backyard than text texting anybody about sex. I can tell you that much, Dan. 
So there we go, my friends. These are the people in our midst. Everybody has to be a victim. There must be a victim in order to push something progressive that sucks. There has to be a prevailing specter of a victim that is lingering around you. There's got to be an emotional reason for insanity. We need this man who's monstrous to throw around this woman in this Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament because he's feeling marginalized, don't you know? He must be included. That's called madness. That's called progressivism. That's called suck. And everybody knows it. This is why I love the one person who steps forward, who says, I don't care what you do to me. I don't care how you dox me. I don't care if you try to get me to lose my job. I don't care if my family disowns me. I know North is still North. Right is right. And what you're doing is wrong. And by golly, you're going to have to go through me to be able to accomplish it. That's what Matt Gates did. That's what Mike Johnson is doing. That's what all these people are doing who are rising up. The Riley Gaines pushing back. Every single individual who decides, I'm not drinking your lousy beer anymore. Or I'm not going to buy your stupid coffee anymore. You do not share my values. You represent that hope that brings sanity back. Smile. It's good for us. Thank you for being part of the Wendy Bell Radio program, my friends. We'll do it again tomorrow. Same time, same place. Until then, peace.